This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome into Season 2, Episode 37 of Banging on the Drum. I'm your host, P-Dog. Join along with my co-host, M-Dog. And we are live for the second show in a row. So you might be actually watching us right now. And I don't even know because I'm too self-conscious to have the uh, comments and stuff up. I, I, I actually don't even think it's that. I think it's more I just don't have the bandwidth to be checking comments and like doing all the other stuff at the same time. Yeah, my brain doesn't have the bandwidth for that. Yeah, and plus I think it it would be showing us, like, so we're looking at each other on Zoom right now, but then it would also be showing, like, a 30-second tape-delayed version of us, and that would just crush my brain. Yeah, I I don't think I can deal with that, so. But there's got to be a way, like, because people live stream stuff and then put... So I've tuned into like a Mon Green stuff just to like, I don't know, that's that's a good one to tune into because only like three people do. So you can actually ask Mon Green questions. And Ooh, that's kind of cool. And he, and he actually gets to answering your questions sometimes. So I, I was planning on doing it for like a week to try to get him to come on. So maybe I'll, I'll go back to that mission uh, once again. But I mean, there's got to be an easy way to do it. Um, I, I don't know. But I just maybe we're overthinking it. You know, we we tend to think things are harder than they are. And then when we actually get them done, they're a little bit a little bit easier than we think. Yeah, he's got somebody in the back, like helping him out. I think he does, but not even so much that like I know it's easy. I'm not saying I think it's hard, but I just don't know how to do it yet. So I think we'll figure out to where it's a point where we can answer them. But I'm also not like super in love with the idea of being live all the time. I just like it because it actually gets the video out somewhere. So the, like the laziness part of it kind of. Yeah, I think that we were lacking with that for sure. So Yeah, but now we can be lazy. It goes out. Um, you guys get to see behind the curtains if you tune into our live show later because we still haven't figured out how to edit And we had a fairly uh, smooth start to the show. I think that was like my best like intro I've ever kicked. Like I was like, dang, turn it into it. So the live shows like get you on point. I guess so. so. You you clutch up, do what's right. Yep, knock it out of the park. But let's get into this show. So we start these shows with overs and unders of the week. And pretty obvious you would get this with uh, the context clues, but the over is going to be the best thing that happened to us throughout the week. And the under is going to be the worst thing that's happened to us throughout the week. And I'm going to let Mike start. All right. So I'm going to kick it off with my unders because we don't want to um, end on a negative note. So, uh, so when I wrote this, it was four days in a row. My, my diet had gone to absolute, absolute shit. But it has definitely been since at least last Saturday. Things are not going well. Diet's bad. Exercise is bad. It's all as muy no bueno. 
So you're not doing the 100 push-ups, 100 squats, 100 sit-ups? I knew I that was going to not failed. last. Did you read like a adult book yet? Nope. So it's okay. all gone. Everything's done. I did make it a month with the with all the push-ups and shit. And then I was going to get real – I think part of my problem was I was going to get real strict on my diet. And then when I decided I was going to do that, and like I just was like, nope. Fuck it. I hate it all. I'm just going to eat what I want for a little bit. And then I was like, I'm going to reset it every day. I think that, and then I just still have it. Yeah. My, my under is very similar to yours. It's just the discipline that I plan on having is just gone, but I'll, I'll get to that later. But I think the, you set yourself up for failure or you think I set myself up for failure. Cause I make my shit like easier, but you make your shit harder and then, like, when it breaks, it breaks. And then you're broke. Yeah. I mean, we've had this get... conversation before, but. Yeah. But my all my stuff can always be fixed. Like, I can just always go back, right? My my problem is, is that I think that sometimes when things get broke, they have to stay broke. Right? Yeah, like breaking and, Amish. Yeah. Yep. Can't just like go that. back. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Yeah, like to some extent, that's what it is. You can't go back. Like I can't hit every day anymore. And so that like puts my mind at like, well, just do whatever the fuck you want now because it doesn't matter. Even though I shouldn't yeah. do that. No, you, yeah, you, you I could restart right now. And it's all just be better. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. That's, that's what we'll do after this show. We're restarting. We're, we're, but to be fair, like in it, like 10 days, nope, 13, 14 days, 13 days is Lent, I think, somewhere right in there. So I could just start over then. Mm-hmm. That's a good time, but, too. But but start before that. No, I could just start creeping, go off the rails for Start creeping, creeping towards it. Well, the Super Bowl is coming up, so that one um, is a free cheat day. For the whole nation. I got my spicy meatball about that. But um, like I said, we'll get to that later. So under, you're you're getting fat again. Yeah, well, things just aren't going smooth. I think I'm still doing okay because I still fast until four every day. So even though I'm eating what I want, I can control my weight relatively okay through that. Like I don't get huge like I do if I just stay home and eat, which is what I did over Christmas. This, like, at least I'm not eating for 16 hours a day or so. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. I mean, so that, that helps. helps. Yep. And then, uh, so my over, um, so I got kind of roped into coaching girls basketball. Um, my brother-in-law's brother does it, but we have girls in the same class. And he, he's just like, if you like want to just like step out on the court and help me control what's going on, I'd that'd be good. So that sounds like kind of an under right but it's an over because we're actually pretty good for third grade girls yeah you got we're, some talent on the team uh yeah so his daughter uh like um sean's daughter is really good right like really good like but he makes her practice all the time and then we got a couple other girls i would like to say including my daughter that can kind of play a little bit for third graders so they're plus players but then we got somebody who's like 
really dominant. You guys hitting threes yet, or is is that coming later? No, but uh, she'll like she will bring the ball down the court and just hit like a like a jumper, which is pretty I, good. Probably like a like a twelve foot or something that I can't shoot and make. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it is fun coaching and winning with with young kids. I guess it's, it's not even bad, like, losing with young kids. You're good with kids. Like, I, I feel like I am, too. It's like, I don't know. I was, like, coaching T-ball and stuff. But it's just, like, yeah. patience. And then on top of it, just, like, don't do anything too boring. That's just going to, like, make them lose so much interest that you just lose them. Yeah, that, that's my good. recipe for yeah. Just do things that are keep doing different things and do things that are fun, right? Yeah, yeah. But we got to play in a tournament, and like we obviously won every game that we were playing in, and that made me pretty happy. <laughs> you just like how intense you getting on the sideline? You're gonna chew out some refs before the end of the nope. season? No chewing out refs. I don't worry about that too much. I chew out. Uh, I shouldn't say I chew out our girls, like, but I try to like instruct them from the sideline, which makes me feel like I'm screaming at third graders about playing basketball. You should get get them a little bit tougher. So, I mean, you can still have fun, but they can still get a little like bull Ryan out of you. Like, yeah. So uh, my daughter, she gets the ball stolen from her. Right. But the girl obviously follows her, but third grade basketball, no fouls are getting called. Like never, like you could clothesline somebody. They're not calling anything. I like that though. Swallow the whistle or then over call. Well, you almost, you almost have to, right? Like you'd call something every time. If you, if you were trying to call fouls, there's always something. And because kids don't control their bodies that well. Anyway, she turns around and just pushes her just like two forearms in the back, just pushes her right after she gets the ball stolen. And I had to call my daughter over and be like, you can't do that. Like, that's like a huge no-no. I, I, I get, get that, though. I, I understand it, too. Like, it's in the moment, like, feel like you got to. I always hated getting the ball stolen from me in basketball so much where I would just immediately fall. I mean, like, I never, like, really think I played maybe third grade. It was either third or fifth grade basketball. And I don't remember ever doing it like in a game, but like my extent of basketball is usually pick up. But if a guy just like owns me and like just steals the ball from me, like cleanly, I follow the shit out of him just on purpose. Like just out of, like, out of principle being offended. Yeah. I, we would play basketball a lot in Afghanistan. He didn't, the best player we played with was the chief. So, like, the highest-ranking enlisted guy that we were there with was probably the best basketball player. He was, like, shorter and stuff, and he'd rub it in a little bit, too. Like, it's, he wasn't, like, super modest or anything. And I felt like when we were on the court, it wasn't a very talented group. I would say I was, like, with the normal group of guys, every once in a while we'd get, like, a, a guy that was a little bit better than uh, at least me. But I think – for the most part, usually I was like maybe the second best and he was quite a bit better than me. So it was usually like me on him. And yeah, even him, like if he did it, he'd get an elbow. And I, he was like cool enough to like 
get it. There was one game I got real pissed and I ended up like apologizing to him. Like, and I think it was like right after the game, like I knew it was like a little too heated, but I was like doing good. And I was like, we're finally going to beat this guy. I always steal this shit. But anyways, he beat no, me. You're all good. And I, and I was, I was pissed. And yeah. So I like, I get it. Like athletics brings out some heat in people. Um, I like that my daughter gets angry about stuff like that. You yeah. I mean, because if you just like, Oh, that was, that was fine. No big deal. That's not really okay in sports. And so I like that there's some attitude there, but I had to let her know that basketball, they don't let you touch people. Like that's not the way things go. You can't just push them around. I mean, it depends um, on how many follows she has in the spot. If it's just one, like you, you get the ball from me, you're getting a black eye. Like, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, that's her first follow of the game. It's just so, uh, a statement follow. Yeah. Yeah. She, they're not calling him. So it wasn't a big deal. Um, anyway, we went skiing twice, went out to um, Devil's Head, which is pretty good. And then we went to our stomping ground, uh, Whitetail Ridge for a while, tried to take my five year old out. He's not quite ready to just be out there and, be pushed to ski he's uh but they've adjusted things and they went to um like if you buy a ski pass you get the tubing pass on the same ticket right and so he we made it about 45 minutes in and he's like all right i'm ready to go tubing now and i was like nope not until everybody (laughs) else decides they're gonna go tubing and like not like (laughs) Five minutes later, <laughs> our whole crew was like, we want to go too, but not in like, I was like, God dang it. Like I could have had him out here for at least another half hour trying to work on getting him to stand up coming down the hill. But it was all, yeah. good. We, had a, we had a pretty good time. Ski for a little bit. And then I hate the tubing. Like it, I, I'd rather just sit in the chalet and let them go. So I want to see if I can pull this up real quick, but I saw like the funniest, uh, skiing video i've seen in a long time um it was someone learning how to like ski and they end up going like way too fast and like it's like a dad like that and the dad's yelling like pizza pizza uh, yeah that'd be me for sure right like hey let's do uh, make sure your pizza in there i don't know down. what i would even search Kid skiing and gets pizza yelled at him. Gets pizza <laughs> yelled. Yeah, that's a that's what I do. I mean, pizza, do uh, more pizza. But oh uh, God, but it was it was making me laugh. Like I gotta find that video. I'm not gonna be able to show it on on our live stream here. I mean, yeah. I would be able to if I could find it, but uh I don't know. I got to start saving shit like that, especially if we're going to go live and I can actually like Google it on the fly, but God damn, it was funny. Yeah. uh, I mean, to be fair, that's probably what I would do. Right. Especially if it's like my kid, I'm just like, we're going slow behind him. Make sure you're trying, you know, like (laughs) wait wait for him to eat it. And then they'll be like, you went too fast, didn't you? You should have you should have pizza and yeah what because what's it pizza and then there's another French one. fries yeah French, French fries is fast and then pizzas stop yourself right <laughs> this kid was eating way too many French fries <laughs> like I don't 
Like I, the video doesn't even show stop. It's just like them like, no. That's just young. Pizza, pizza. Oh God. Yeah, I, and so like man, I gotta share the it. other the other thing that I teach all the time is that if you get like out of control, just fall down. Like that, I mean, that's the easy way. Maybe that's a little bit easy with easier with snowboarding, right? You just fall on your butt or whatever. But like even with skiing, just fall down, put your ass on the ground, and you'll you'll make it through. Yeah, I've never seriously skied or snowboarded before. I don't think I've ever skied before. And like when I was like seven, eight, nine, or ten, I, I don't know. Probably how old are you in fifth grade? Yeah, like 10, 11. Okay. So I got like a plastic snowboard and I would just like find hills to like go down. And that was like, I never like Formicoy and not that those are like big hills or anything. Well, but McCoy's, I have, I mean, big enough that it would be scary to actually, McCoy is probably one of the scarier ones if you would not be able to stop and you were unwilling to fall down. Right. The chalet's right at the end of the hill. Um, there's like a fire pit right there. Yeah, I go right most hills aren't place. like set up quite like that. I mean, there's a few well, places that might be similar, but we'll have to have John on again sometime. He's got to get his dog nickname, and he's got. I think the first time he ever went snowboarding, he broke his collarbone, and then he's never, <laughs> never went again. But yeah, I can't snowboarding. I can't do like that. So I'm getting kind of bored just skiing down hills. Right. Not that I'm really good or anything, but I'm just bored with it. Right. I know. Yeah. And so I, I want to like try to learn to snowboard now, but I won't. See, I have like money. a misconception. This is where I was trying to get with it. Like snowboarding is like the sport that I feel like looks the easiest. Like when I see snowboarding, like in watching on TV, like I'm like, I think after like a couple days of that, I think I could do a backflip. That's that's how it looks to me in my head like i know it's like nowhere near true but i, so I don't I th- know like i definitely couldn't like i'm not saying that but so like i think it just looks easy like you're just on a board going down a hill on snow i don't know yeah I, so that's not it. the i don't think that that's the hard part the hard part is not being able to go down the hill the hard part is being able to slow yourself down going down the hill and control yourself so you don't die yeah okay yeah and see and i like i said i've never done it but it looks easy and i don't know the only time i've done anything like close to something that i thought would look easy was like water skiing and i was pretty drunk at the time like that i was trying to learn how to water ski but i never never stood up on the skis once I still have never done it to this day like yeah i've never water skied and the only person that knew how to do it was the person who owned the boat or their parents owned the boat. Yeah. And he couldn't like instruct us cause he had to drive the boat. So it was like me and two other guys that have never done it before. And none of us like, and they're fairly athletic people and none, no one got up. But, so I think I would get humbled very fast. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think the first your first uh, probably two hours on skis or snowboard or whatever are really really tough. 
I'll have to try it sometime. Yeah, you're not going to try it down there. You'll have to come back. No, you won't. You could go to the out west or the northeast or something. Yeah, I was talking to someone. There, There's a surprising amount of, like, people in Florida that I hear that, like, skiing is a hobby of theirs. Like They're like, yeah, we go on vacations to ski. I'm like, seems odd. Like, I lived in a cold place, and I didn't even have any desire to get out and go skiing i won't lie like maybe snowboarding but i'm always such a lazy sack of shit when it comes to like anything that like takes extra effort and then you like get out there and it's like fun like fishing i enjoy fishing but i don't enjoy like packing up stuff to go fishing yeah there's there's a fair amount of like making sure you have all the right shit and you can stay warm yeah. on your skin but i mean like golfing those like i just keep my shit in my trunk like i can just roll up to a place and go golfing so that that's kind of working yeah. and i still don't even go golfing that much i need to i need to get out there all right what went well for you this week or went poorly maybe so like i was saying same same as you uh new year's goals or whatever resolutions you want to call them I am just getting like way back into I'm turning back into my high school self, which isn't it's a it's not good. It's like super unorganized. I keep telling myself like, oh, I'll just do that shit tomorrow. Oh, I'll just do that tomorrow. And like I've turned back into very much do that stuff tomorrow. So I need to get back on track, start doing shit when I know I have to do shit. Um, that, that's, I mean, mostly what I got for my under is nothing too bad. I'm just turning back into a lazier person. And I don't so, like that. Like, but why? Is I don't it know, man. It, it could be. I, I've been getting, if I'm honest, a little stressed out by some of this stuff. But nothing I've gotten is anything that I'm like, oh, shit, like, I can't handle that. Like, maybe it's because, like, I'm starting to get better at school, like, where I'm like, I can save that shit for tomorrow. So, anyways, I have, like, a big test coming up, and I ended up going to Ohio, which is going to be my hour. Uh, Surprising to hear that in the same sentence. But, uh but I, I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to, like, not do well on this test coming up because I should be studying for it, but I'm going to go out and I'm not going to get any. Long story short, did good. Like, I mean, I did study a little bit, like, while I was in Ohio, but, like, not nearly enough. Then I showed up for the test and I was like, oh, this ain't bad. Like, and yeah, then things. then I think, like, I'm like, oh, maybe I can just do that with everything. It's like, I don't need to be fully locked in but i don't think that's the case so i need to change back into who who i was the last semester and who i can get get locked into like i'm very much sitting in my car listening to like extra like 10 minutes of a podcast instead of just like going into the places i need to be which like that's my biggest thing is i enjoy listening to podcasts a lot and I just sit in my car. So if you're listening to this right now and you're sitting in your car, 
don't do it. You, you can listen to it later. There's there's going to be another better time to listen to it. Not that I'm worried about you doing it with our podcast, but man, that's that's one thing I got to stop. It's like I, I'm like I'm just gonna listen to an extra ten minutes of this when I could just go inside, get my dogs, go for a walk, kill two birds with one stone, put a ear a earpiece in, listen to what I'm wanting to listen to, walk my dogs around the neighborhood. So yep. where whatever. So that's my under. I'm getting sloppy, getting unorganized, getting complacent. Complacency kills, Mike. That's what they tell you. You're going to get yeah, killed in the up. military. When you're in the military, that's true. When you're like, do what I do. Like, yeah, you're definitely not going to get killed. You might get something worse than getting killed in the place <laughs> that you go to. Uh, fair enough. Like if you get complacent, like something bad could happen where I work. Like, but there's a lot of people that if you get complacent, like you're just sitting on the couch more. Yeah. No. And that's, that's what I've been doing. Like sitting I, is the new smoking though. Right. We've it, yeah, I exactly. that for a minute, but that's, that's okay. I kind of do. It's cause it's only because I chew and there's, I get so much shit from that. I don't, I won't say that. I, I don't get that much shit anymore. But I get shit from people who are much more unhealthy than me about chewing. And I'm like, you know, like eating McDonald's is going to kill you more than chewing is going to. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I yeah, no either. But, um, lips, but I do each, think that your physical health is probably important. Yeah. All right. We can move on from that because it was a boring one. This other one was a pretty exciting one. So. I have talked very uh, greatly about my wife's work. So my over, they flew us out to Ohio to go to a party. So like my wife, so they flew us out Thursday and we flew back in Sunday. Um, But yeah, it's just like nuts to me. Like a company can afford to fly their worker, their spouse, just to come, it's their 30th anniversary party. Greta, my wife did work one day at the big, the big office that they have. That's kind of like where their headquarters is in uh, Dayton, Ohio. Flew into Cincinnati. And it was like an hour drive from there. Cincinnati is a very interesting city to me. I don't yeah, think I knew where I was on a map until I got back home. Cause we were like driving and it was like, welcome to Indiana. Welcome to Kentucky. Welcome to Ohio. Welcome to Kentucky. I was like, where the fuck am I? Like, so just like, kind of like <laughs> the city kind of swirls around the state lines or what? Basically. Yeah. Like I literally landed in Cincinnati and I think I was in Ohio when I landed in Cincinnati. I'm pretty sure Cincinnati is in Ohio. Okay. But then I left Cincinnati, left the airport, and I was in Kentucky. Like, okay. Before I even knew it. And then I was in Indiana. And then I was back in, then I was back in Ohio. Like, it was, 
it was interesting. Right I was like looking at a GPS, but yeah, I mean, if you are unfamiliar with Cincinnati, it's like very close to all those things. And I had a buddy from Kentucky that was a big Bengals fan. So I knew, and he was pretty close to that area. Um, I think he was a Reds fan too and things like that. But yeah, I just was very unaware, but like you're basically parallel with Indianapolis and like Indianapolis is very close to Cincinnati. Someone's listening to this. Like these dipshits, like, don't know yeah, how can they not know what the fuck the deal Cincinnati with Cincinnati was? But yeah, but interesting. I, is that the one? Is that the one by the like Allegheny River, the stadium? I don't think so. Or is that Pittsburgh? Yeah, we're failing. We're failing geography right now. I don't think it's the Allegheny. Like when the river I drove by while I was there was the it was like the miami of ohio river that that's the one i remember that we were by like the miami tribe river but there's some cool bridges in cincinnati too like i don't know it it just was like i guess it's it's a rust belt city and from my experience with like rust belt cities it's like milwaukee it was very like milwaukee ish and i love milwaukee so i was like I, I I fuck with this city. This city's pretty cool to me. And then plus, like right when you land, there's like a basically a Coney Island. So it was called a five star, I think, or gold star, gold star. And they have uh, Coney dogs. They call them Coney dogs. And that, so that's weird. Yeah, no, I, no. And I think that's that thing is sure. We're from the Midwest and like, Iron Belt E, I guess, if you, Milwaukee is, I guess, like where we are in West Central Wisconsin isn't so much, but, uh, but I'm pretty sure Detroit has Coney Island or Michigan does. Yeah, that's what you were, yeah, that's what you were saying. I thought it was like more of a local thing, but. Yeah, but I think it was just like a chain that branched out, but Cincinnati's like, I knew this was known for. I can't even remember what the kind of chili is called again, but it's like yeah. chili on skyline, skyline chili. And I wanted to get there the whole time. But the time I went out, I went out with like the spouses of the workers. Cause the worker, so my wife was like working. So it was like me, another guy, another lady, very cool. It was like kind of a weird situation to get put in is like, I met the guy the night before and I was like, oh, he's he's pretty cool. So that that's fine. So I'll go do this and whatever. It ended up being three of us. And we had a real good time. But but yeah, anyways, we go to this party. And I think it's the most uh fancy party I think I've ever been to in my my whole entire life. I, I've talked about on the show, like uh, I went to a cancer benefit where it was like five thousand dollars a table or some shit. I think this place had that beat. There was people coming up to me with like food. Like I, I never thought I would be in a situation where, you know, like you see in the movies when like people are walking around with like shrimp on a plate and like champagne and they're just like handing them out and stuff. Like maybe this is more common than, but not, not for me. Then the place that we had, there was a, 
film. It was a Robert Redford film about robbing a bank. And it was at the bank, or it was like a former bank at this point, where that movie was filmed. Oh, that's and it was just cool. like a super cool location. Another casino night. That was same as the cancer benefit. But this one definitely felt like uh, a villain from a Batman movie was going to pop in, shoot a bunch of guns in the air. And like Bruce Willis, or not Bruce Willis, Bruce Wayne was uh, was was in the building. He had to like go change into his Batman suit real quick and come out. I, I was definitely waiting for that shit, but great party, like coolest, fancy party I've ever been to. Felt a little weird. I, I didn't like the people coming up to me with food. Um, that's too much for me, I think. But I, I mean, I like the, I appreciate the effort, but I just feel, I don't know so how did, I feel. Did you feel I, like you had to take something every time somebody came around? No, I actually didn't most, most of the time. But now that I think of it, it would probably been more polite if I did. So next uh, time, right? <laughs> yeah. That, that's my biggest regret is I did not eat. Like I'm a huge, my favorite part of meals, like when you go out to eat, I don't do it all the time, but it's always the appetizers. Like the appetizers are like the, my, my favorite food. So like if I'm in Wisconsin, like cheese curds would be my favorite part of the meal or like yeah. mozzarella sticks or whatever, nachos before the meal. Um, and it was just loaded with appetizers. Uh, and I didn't eat much because I like I got like a decent buzz on. And when I start drinking, like I don't like to eat while I'm drinking. Yeah. Catch your buzz, man. Yeah. But but yeah, that's my over. It was it was amazing. Um, Cincinnati seems like a city that I'm going to go check out again. Um, figure out where where I am. But yeah, we drove up to Dayton hour away. People in Dayton are very depressed what i got from my my rides <laughs> like like we were like oh how do you like living in dayton they're like i hate it they're like my family's here i can't leave i need to wait for my daughter to graduate high school and i want to go somewhere else and like that that's just the vibe you get in that city is like everybody in dayton's just like are they like searching to get to cincinnati where are they going i don't know like that's where i would go i guess if i was them like Dayton's Columbus. pretty big though, right? Columbus, maybe, right? You're going yeah. Cleveland. But no, I don't think it is that big. Like, I mean, it's big enough to know, but let, let me find it here. Yeah, but I would imagine it's kind of like maybe like a slightly smaller than Madison. 200,000 people. 137,571, if you want to get exact by the 2021 census and the Madison population. So Matt, it's like half the size of Madison. So it's, I think that, I think you could, could almost consider that small. It's twice the size of lacrosse. Like, yeah. And lacrosse is like an actual small city. Yeah. But sure. I, I mean, I thought it was pretty cool, but I was staying in a hotel Ubering everywhere I need to go. Yeah. And I was there for what three days. So 
whatever. But we can we can get further into the show. You ready? You ready to move on? Yeah, what are we hitting next? So there's this big thing that's happening this Sunday called the Super Bowl. And that is going to be the conclusion of our Bing Bong Challenge. Currently, our Bing Bong Challenge. So if you're new to the show, if you're just tuning in, you're on the live stream. Uh, we bet Bing Bong. So during the regular season, we bet 100 Bing Bongs a game. We always have 10% juice on the line. So if we win, we win 100. If we lose, we lose 110. We bet on every single game except for the games that we forget to put in there because uh, we fat finger something. So I would say we hit probably 98% of the games this year and maybe like one or two slip, slipped away. But right now, yeah. Mike is in the lead in the bing bongs. Um, we didn't do great this year. We didn't do awful. We're pretty close uh, to – even, but anyways, we're both negative. Mike's negative six ninety. I'm negative seven fifty. We're putting five hundred on the game straight up. And now that I see what Mike picks, uh, that's all we really need to do. But what we are going to do for this segment uh, to go out with a bang, I think we have ten props, oh, ten or eleven props, and we are going to roll through these as quick as we possibly can. So most of the props are pretty self-explanatory. Um, and then every, every prop is going to be worth a hundred. The game's going to be worth 500 loser of the bing bong total challenge has to run a 10 K. Uh, and then at the end of the 10 K, they got to smoke three cigarettes and they got to do a shoey. So pour beer in their shoe and chug it. So a pretty, pretty decent challenge um, or punishment. So we need to, we need to stand true to this one. We've, yeah, I, don't we've bailed on, I don't know that we've bailed on any, but are they were just so easy? No. Well, so we would shotgun sugary sun drops. sodas, sun drops. Um, I think Riley shotgunned a Sprite or whatever. But yeah, it was usually shotgun and a sun drop. But we definitely bailed on shooting the firework out of the ass. Like we just stopped talking about who did yeah. the best. And I don't even want to look back. I I re-listened to the episode and tried to figure it out and just listening to the episode. But we all had like we were picking division winners and playoff teams before the season started. And we all did, we all had like one weird. Thing very right and then like one weird thing very wrong like the standard stuff kind of worked out like we all had the eagles and chiefs in the playoffs so we didn't like miss like i had the colts winning the super bowl or like not winning the super bowl but make as a yeah like a big but anyways let's get to these bets so we're going to start out with the coin toss um what do you think mike heads or tails Tails never fails. I'm going with heads. His tails is going to fail. I root. I go for tails every time because of the tails never fails saying, which is. I think I. Yeah, I think I picked heads just because I. I think I knew that about you. All right, kickoff. 
is it going to be a touchback or is it going to be returned? So I think it's going to be returned. And I think last year was an anomaly because I think if you would go back and look at the Rams, like return game, they probably never returned the ball. They probably returned the ball maybe like 10% of all their kicks is my guess. Like, uh, so here's how I would explain it to Packers fans. If Amari Rodgers is back there, it doesn't matter how deep into the end zone that ball goes, you never let him return. But if Keyshawn Nixon is back there, you it doesn't matter how deep the ball goes, you always say, do what you're going to do. Do you think kickers, this might be a dumb question, might expose me, uh, but I just feel like a kicker can just kick the ball out of the back of the end zone, like if he wants to. No, I don't think so. I think that it, it's dependent, right? So I think that most of them have the leg ability to do that. But I think if the wind or if they don't strike it right. So in the Super Bowl, I think they don't get a good ball, right? So they use like a brand new ball because that ball supposedly goes straight to the Hall of Fame. So Yeah, this is what you were all high on last year. This is what, this is what Pat McAfee – this is what Pat McAfee, a guy who has kicked a ball in the Super Bowl, is telling me. Right? Yeah. So he's I mean, telling me this shit. Like, it, if he's lying to me, I guess that's like his thing. But like, that ball goes directly to the Hall of Fame because yeah. that's the Super Bowl ball. Right. And then, so he doesn't get to like warm that ball up, like do whatever they put in the dryer, blow it up or whatever. So it's not a kicking ball for one. So it's like super stiff. And then two kickers are probably nervous in that moment because it's like the biggest stage in the world. Yeah. And Uh, so like they probably just don't hit it as well. But I think most of them can at least put it to the end zone. Yeah. I And I can't even tell you who both kickers were in this game. I probably is it is so Butker's Butker, Butker, yeah, Butker's kicks for Kansas City, who's got a ton of leg, and then the Eagles is Jake Elliott, and I don't know how good his leg is. I'm not sure. Arizona elevations kind of high, ball indoors fly. Doesn't matter. Still high elevation. No, I know that, but it's indoor, so like there's no wind. It's not going to be affected by that. But even last year. um it was like two yards deep, and the guy let it go beyond his head. Yep. Right. He. It, it's not like it, it landed like by the field goal post or like nine yards deep. That guy could have returned that ball, and he just chose not to. Yeah. This is Mike's favorite prop bet. He he was yeah. so wrong yep. last year that that I have to get it right this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mike's going with return. I'm going with touchback. And I, I do think that if Kansas City kicks off, like Butker's been there, he's got a lot of leg, maybe it's different, right? Yeah. Where if Elliott kicks off, he struggles a little bit more with that kick. I think you overanalyze the shit out of that one, where I think it's just like if he kicks the ball like out of the back of the end zone, he kicks the ball out of the back of the end zone. If it it's a kick returner that – doesn't want to kick return. I, I don't know. I didn't look into that that much, but 
Me neither, but that's my assumption after re-watching that play about four days ago. Uh, all right, let's 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 keep her moving. This So first play, is it a pass or is it a run? I'm going to go with a pass. I'm going to go with a run. And we did these beforehand, so we're not just contradicting each other just to contradict each other. Uh, what team scores first, Mike? I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Um, I'm going with the Chiefs as well. Are you gonna Are you gonna drop some serious analysis on this? No, I just like the Chiefs more in this game than I do the Eagles. Which, from everything I've heard from everyone on the planet, is a bad idea. So that's probably a good idea, though. No. I think I think that's how it. So goes. there's people who know way more about football than I do, for sure. That are wrong as shit, like when, yeah, when something's when something's spoken. And with the spread of this game, I guess we'll we'll get more into the game. Let's just get through the props and then and yep. when we get to the game. So we both got Kansas City scoring first. Uh will the first turnover be a fumble or an interception? And we're gonna make each other pick if there's not a fumble if there's not a turnover in the game it's just push obviously so what do you got uh taking an interception on this i I think that hurts can be susceptible to them and i i think if the guys choose to catch the ball on the defensive side so can mahomes yeah i'm going with the interception as well i feel like the pass rush in this game like both teams have a guy that can get after the ball, fluster the quarterback, make him float it up. But I, I think most of these are just the coin toss over again. We're basically doing. Uh, yeah, these are all ten, coin toss games. They're kind ten, of 50 50s, right? Yeah, 10 coin toss things. Except for the return versus touchback. Yeah, so it's definitely going to be return, according to Mike. So, first offensive score, touchdown, or field goal. So I'm going to go with the touchdown. I think they're both pretty high-powered offenses. Yeah, and I, I feel like both coaches, uh, like, are the coaches to be like, hey, you know, we're going to go for it on fourth and one if, you know, if it's going to be a 45-yard field goal or longer or even probably yeah. even closer. I, I think both these teams are very good on third and short, fourth and short, like, Two of the best teams in the league at, at getting those. So yeah, the touchdown. I think that's the reason why both these teams are in this, in the Super Bowl as well. All right, this one is going to get a little bit more squirrely, but we're going to do it anytime touchdown, and we're just going to take the odds available. So we're going to put a hundred on it, and whatever the odds are, um, we're going to take them if we get them. If we don't get this one, we just lose a hundred. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I think so. I mean, maybe it's one ten, right? No, because we're bet we're plus. Since we actually looked up the odds of these ones, it is just hundred. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, there there won't be juice on them. So I we're both taking Kansas City running backs. I'm going to take Pacheco. Pat, who are you taking? McKinnon. I am taking McKinnon, and I just wanted someone that was plus 200 or more. And that was the closest, Ooh, closest one to it. So Mike's guy is plus 145. 
Pacheco, so Pacheco's plus 145, and McKinnon is plus 205 in this one. Did you see uh, what Kelsey was? He was minus money. Like they, so that would be the only guy you could bet where you would, you bet a hundred, you would lose 114 if he doesn't get a touchdown. So he's the only guy that's minus odds in that, in that one. So you need to bet 114 to win a hundred on, on him. If you guys didn't have that figured out yet. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have much of an analysis other than I wanted a guy that was plus two hundred or more. All righty, all right. All right next so one, total score, a, odd or even? I'm going with an odd number. I'm gonna say the score is gonna be twenty-one to. I haven't thought about this. Twenty-four. That would be an odd total. Okay. Yep. 21 to 24. So you're going to go with, oh, interesting. Yeah. Got the under it, there too. You'll see later. And interesting. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So let's I'm do the go, over under next. Yep. So I'm going to go with an even score and I'm going to go high, like 37, 31 or something. Something like that. Okay. 37 is a weird number, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. All right, so then the over and under is already spoken for there. So the over and under is set at 50.5. And obviously with Mike's score, he's going over. And with my score, I'm going under. Uh, next bet we have is Super Bowl MVP. Is it going to be a QB or a non-QB Mike? So I think unless somebody scores two touchdowns and they're not both receiving, it has to be a QB. And I think both the QBs in this game are like MVP caliber QBs. Like, is Hurts going to win the MVP this year? Do you think? Um, I I would say probably not, due to the fact that he missed what four games or something like that. Yeah, I thought it was three at the end, but they basically had the one seat wrapped up by the time. No, I don't. Th- I don't fault him for missing those yeah. games. I'm just saying, like. I don't know if he'll win it because of that. It's kind of like the Yelich thing the second year, right? Like he's repeating his MVP season and then gets hurt in like early September or late August. And his numbers compete with the actual MVP from that year, but he does, he's got really no chance to win it, even though yeah. he pay, played like 15 less games or something like that. Yeah. But anyways, both the quarterbacks are yeah, both very good. Both very MVPs. Um, and last but not least, so this one's for five hundred bang bongs, five hundred and fifty. If we lose, who do you got to win this game? Like you can talk about it a little bit as well. So I'm taking the Chiefs, but it's more of a heart pick than a head pick. I think everything I've heard is that the Eagles are gonna dominate on the line of scrimmage probably both ways and unless the chiefs get out to like a 14 point lead they have no chance yeah and which you, I, I think is crazy right because it's the chiefs and i think that they can beat everybody i i like totally agree with that i it's like as far as i know so i've been purely in basketball mode. Like I haven't been watching NFL live. I haven't been 
like obviously I, I I think this is one of the more exciting Super Bowl matchups like game play wise that that we've had in a while like I thought last year's Super Bowl I mean it was like whatever like the teams who made it made it but like I was kind of like ah uh, the like the Super Bowl was played before the Super Bowl I think this is legitimately the best game that the NFL could offer in the season going into the Super Bowl. That's and that's what I'm it's rigged. Yeah, it's rigged. Yeah, that's I guess. There. Right. Like, so they. It's yeah. obvious. Yeah. They finally uh, drew up the script. So it was, so it was actually that way this year, but anyways, I'm super excited for this game. I'm going to go with the Eagles just from what I've seen in their run. Obviously, they they set themselves up to play the Giants, which Giants, Vikings, obviously. We knew the Vikings were frauds the whole time. Um, the Giants were fraudulent as well. The Eagles whooped the shit out of them. Eagles get... Eagles have got like a pretty lucky road that they gave themselves. And then they got it. Well, um, so the Niners gave them a nice break, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. The fact that Purdy gets hurt, that's a break. Like that game's tougher at the very least if Purdy isn't hurt. Yeah. But they they just whooped some ass, took some name. And I just think it's a really good team. And I'm going to toot my own horn. I seen this team getting good last year. I was, I was I was, was going to say this could be an Eagles podcast. Honestly, you've been on board since we started this little. Yeah, the, the first time we went back and like we were like breaking down tape, I was like, there's something about what the Eagles do. That's like it's se- somewhat gimmicky, but like they kind of like incorporated into like the best read option I've ever seen. And if Jalen Hurts takes the next step, which he completely fucking did like he he was beyond of what anything i expected but long-winded way of saying i i just think the eagles are gonna win this game would i be surprised if the chiefs win this game no i think uh patrick mahomes is rogers ask which i mean i isn't great when you're talking about super bowls but like you're just in any game when you have mahomes and he goes out and the Chiefs beat the Bengals while he's like still kind of hurt. So I can only imagine that he's gotten healthier since that game. So I, I'm just excited for this game. Uh, this, this is a cheap way to say it, but I'm going to say it anyways. I can see this game going three ways. I can see the Eagles beating the living shit out of them. I can see the Eagles winning a close one. And I can see the Chiefs winning a close one. I don't see the Chiefs beating the shit out of the Eagles. Um, that's that's the only possibility. I don't see it. So uh, that and that's why I'm going to go with the Eagles. Is I think there's two ways the Eagles can win this game. I think there's one way the Chiefs can win this game. So I think the Chiefs could like blow them out of the water if the Eagles were like silly enough to get down three touchdowns and try to run the ball. Right, so if you've figured out how to stop their run game, and they're con- going to continue to try to do it because that's what they do. Like if you get stuck in a mode, I don't think. I mean, 
So as for as much as I don't really like their coach, Sirianni, uh, I don't think that he's dumb by any means. I think that his football, like Ackman's really good, that he understands how to manipulate like a defense in order to get the looks that he wants through like motions and stuff like that. And then his offensive line play and coaching is, and I don't know if he coaches that or if somebody else does, but like everything I've heard about it is like, they're doing everything right. And then you have good backs behind that to like also like make it shine. Yeah. I think people don't like him more because he's kind of a douchebag and that's kind of, yeah. And that's kind of like the camp I fall in with is like, I, I don't really like his like antics or anything, but I don't know. Sh- I'd be lying to you if I, if I told you I knew shit about his coaching. The only parallel I would put this game at is when you had like a Sean McVay versus a Bill Belichick, which you would have a Sirianni versus a uh, Andy Reid. And when that Super Bowl happened, the old head coach that's been there, done that, you know, just dominated that game. Like, but yeah, so I think, so my personal I don't know opinion, that really plays my personal it. opinion on McVay. Well, if we get to uh spicy meatballs, I'll give you my personal opinion on McVay. Okay. All right. Well, we are going to keep rolling. We're going to go straight into, we're just, we're just going to, we're not even going to call it on the street because it's just the NBA trade deadline shit that has gone on this week. And I was thinking about hitting every single trade that happened, but I'm going to only hit the trades that I'm, I guess, aware of, like. We we don't have to hit, like, the, you know, some nobody going to. Yeah, there, there's a couple trades, like, like, like where I cares? couldn't read the people's names, right? So I don't know how, how much that's going to affect the league. It probably will down the road. I'll probably know those people even. Eventually, First, yeah. First domino that fell was Kyrie Irving to the Mavericks. So the Mavericks get Kyrie Irving and Mark Markeith Morris, and then the Nets get Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, and then Dorian Finney-Smith, a second-round pick. I'm not going to read the pick shit. But, but anyways, long story short, I think in that one is Kyrie Irving goes to the Mavericks, and... We, we'd be lying to you if we said we are, like, completely locked into, like, the whole NBA. But, like, what do you think, Mike? It's it's pretty cool, in my opinion. Uh, but it's definitely throwing gasoline. Or I don't even know. Like, because the Mavericks seem like they're a pretty, like, steady team. It's It's definitely putting a volatile piece into something that might need to be volatile, but you go ahead. Yeah. So I would agree with that. Um, I imagine, and I don't, I haven't paid enough attention to see how, like how great Kyrie actually is. Oh, he's like, great. He's like legitimately great. Like when he but, plays, he's great. I know. Like, and I can, and this is why I know that he's great. If you pull any of this bullshit and you're like this much of a problem for, I mean, so what, at least three franchises now. So you're a problem for the Cavs. Your problem for the Celtics and your problem for the Nets. That enough of a problem that like they move you out of there. 
right? And you're still getting like traded for and like seems like a okay haul. Like you're not getting like any superstars back or anything, but like three players and a pick, obviously. And like it didn't take long for this to develop. Like he asked for a trade two days later, he's gone or whatever. It was pretty quick. Like I would say that it's pretty obvious he's a great player. It'd be interesting to see if he can buckle down and do the things that he has to do on a day-to-day basis. It seems like at least with the Nets, he wasn't doing that. Maybe with Boston and with with Cleveland, I think he did for sure, but he was still a very young player. And so as he's aged in the league and become more like superstar status, like it doesn't feel like he does the day in and day out work that he needs to do or like be on the court when he needs to. Not that he can't play. I think he's must be exceptionally good. Yeah. And I want to say like how many games I've maybe seen him play front to back. I was pretty locked into the Warriors Cleveland when Cleveland beat them and like those series when they were going on. And I mean, that was more, I mean, he, he hit some huge shots. He played great in those series, but like just from this stuff I've seen with the Nets, I would say I've maybe seen him play like three or four games front to back. And when he does that, I don't know. I think he might be the most fun guy in the league to watch when he's actually out there playing. And I mean, it's like, yeah, I, I like, I think John Morant's another guy that's like really fun to watch, but like, I think even Kyrie's like another level above that, like talent wise. I mean, John Morant might get there or whatever, whatever. I'm spending too much time on shit. I don't even know about, but like when I watch him and he like is, full on like a hundred percent him. He's, he's amazing. But next yeah. trade we'll go to, cause just because it's same team and it looks like uh, the nets just folded, which is weird because I want to say should have that up right now, but um, they are like third in the standing. I think it goes Boston, uh, Milwaukee, and then the Nets, and the Nets just folded. They got rid of Durant, and Durant goes to the Sun. So Kevin Durant and TJ Warren go to the Sun for Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four unprotected first-round picks in 23, 25, 27, and 29. Um, another crazy one, another cool one. I think that makes another fun team in the West with way less volatility. Like I think the Suns get, you know. Yeah. I wonder how much like a moving on from a Mikel Bridges, who was a big piece of your like championship series run, like how much that'll hurt. Like, will that affect team chemistry? I mean, I know I understand you're getting Durant, which superstars lead the NBA. That's the way that goes. Right. But, like, Crowder wasn't playing that much for him. I assume Bridges was. But the thing that I read on that trade is that Bridges had to go with that. Um, That the Nets would not accept 
a trade without Bridges to be in it. Yeah. No, I think if you just get Kevin Durant, I, I think Kevin Durant's the ultimate, like, not mess up your team chemistry guy. Like, he's a guy that could go into a place and be like, you know, I'm the man now, but maybe I just get this from, like, him going to the Warriors. But he very much feel out the room, see where I sit first, realize, you know, I mean, I'm sure he knows he's going to be the best player on the team when he gets there. But I think he he's a smooth operator. Like, it seems like he can just feel something out. And I, I don't think chemistry gets hurt when you add Kevin Durant. To so did, did Kevin Durant, like, bow to Steph or did Steph bow to Durant? See, I think no. those two are perfect guys. Like, I think those two guys. Right, but, like. Those, the two guys that he's going to go join in Phoenix, they might not be that. Right. But so, I, uh, but I think the, Kevin Durant, I don't know. I don't think anybody had to bow in that situation because they didn't, they don't carry the ego like that. Like, like have I have you ever I think, heard Kevin Durant talk. Like he can't deal with like, like he just like calls out people that heckle him like on Twitter, like, like gets yeah, in the shit that, with him. It's weird that, stuff. That's off the record, though. That's not like with other NBA. Like, it's like bums like you and me. Like, if we talk shit to him, obviously but, he's going to be like, what the fuck have you done in your life? That gets but that's all head. of them. What do you mean? He He is better than all of them. So there's probably like maybe 10 guys in the history of the league that can probably stand on like the stats that he puts up and like the things that he does. Yeah. I, but I mean, that, I think like he, he would come in and say that guy's for sure better than me. I, I think he know. can respect what people do. I don't like, I just don't know that he's that guy. Right. So if he goes into golden state and Steph's like, all right, so I get it. I'm the, I'm the shooter here. I'm not the superstar. I'm the shooter. Right. I'm just the guy that's going to like stand on the wing and hit the shot. Not that he can't be productive, but he can give those reins to Durant pretty easy. Like he can just, all right, like you do your thing and I'll be shooting. Clay will be shooting and then Green will be down down low just banging around, doing what he does, pissing off everybody else. Like I think you can like just kind of, all right, I get it. Like this will win us more championships and move on. Um, I I don't know that. Durant didn't do that. Like maybe he came in and he was just like, yeah, I'm just going to be the guy that you get the ball to when you need it. Right. I'm not trying to be a superstar. I'm trying to be a team player. We're going to move on, but he couldn't mesh with Kyrie and Harden. Right. And he couldn't mesh with Westbrook and Harden. I don't know. Like it just, he didn't stay in golden state when he could have those Four guys probably could could have won every championship on the way out. Yeah, every year. I mean, every year still, that he's been in Brooklyn, like we, they probably would have run, won it, unless somebody was, unless like both Steph and Clay got hurt at some point or something like that. But yeah, you're, but the people you're referencing that you're putting him with are like synonymous with being team wreckers, like Westbrook. Uh, you're. Kyrie Irving, James Harden, like 
And I think maybe yeah, I mean, it's a but, little bit unfair with like James Harden, but he literally got fat to and like didn't work out at all to get traded. Like he basically was like, if you're going to keep me, I'm going to be a piece of shit. Like that's the mentality or the mentality that he had. Yeah. After yeah. he forced his way out of Oklahoma City, you're not wrong. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. I, I think that's a good move for the Suns. But I don't. Th- I don't think getting Kevin Durant is ever bad, right? No. So I just wonder how. Like, I think team chemistry matters. Matters. It doesn't. Like the Suns aren't winning, so it doesn't really matter. There's a reason they blew up their team. Like, if you're in the midst of a run, are you giving up a player that you feel like is a positive contributor to your team? Probably not. I think so. Like, if you're getting Kevin Durant, like. I, yeah, but I like, mean, I'm not what's the Suns? What what's the Suns' record right now? I don't think it's like super so great. The Suns are the six seed right now. They're thirty and twenty seven. I think you get Kevin Durant. You get him playing with uh, Chris Paul. Um, God, now I'm drawing a blank. Young, good guy. Uh, yeah, I can't think of that guy's name right now either. So yeah, so but you yeah, can tell like how much uh, he's the best player on their team though. Devin Booker, yeah. Yeah. Uh how much we know about the NBA right there. But I don't know. I think the I think the Suns just jumped to big time contender in the East if they weren't already, you know. I mean, like I said, they're the six seed, they're 30 and 27. Um but yeah, and it like creates a lot of interesting storylines with just the two trades that we talked about because they're going to be competing with the Mavericks, uh, which is going to just directly put Kyrie versus Durant right off the bat. But I think we are running long, and I think the last trade that we need to touch is the one that's going to lead us into barking about the Bucks again from the Nets. Yes. Yep. Oh, damn. It is. Because, yeah. Uh, so then we get Jay Crowder from the Nets. The Nets get two second-round picks. It was a three-way trade. And then the Pacers get George Hill, Serge Ibaka, Jordan Norwa, and three more second round picks. And I think all of the second round picks come from the Bucks. Like I'm pretty sure we traded our next five years of second round yeah. picks. I think the Bucks have kind of gone out on picks that they're not necessarily interested in having them anymore. Yeah. No, kind I of for a while too. Yeah. And they're not going to be in the lottery for a long time. Like, yeah. So I I think I think it's a really good move. Like, honestly, out of like George Hill, Serge Ibaka, Jordan Norwa, like, we weren't getting anything great. Like, right. And then, then Jay Crowder is just a guy that's, you know, kind of been there, done that. He's a Milwaukee guy. I don't know if he's quite from Milwaukee, but he's a Marquette guy. Uh, so he's played. In the Bradley Center, I but I know it's the Pfizer Forum now. But anyways, he played in Milwaukee, 
Uh, for Marquette. Was a yeah. good player for Marquette, yeah. So he can shoot and he can play D, right? So that's what the yeah. Bucks are kind of looking for. They're not looking to get, have a superstar come in. So, I, you know, like you bring in like a Kyrie into the Bucks, and I think it could be an actual problem where you're trying to refine like where your settings are, right? Who who goes where, what things are happening. I don't think the Bucks need to bring that in necessarily. They don't need the superstar to come in to put another one on the team. I think they have two for sure, and then three with Holiday. Holiday is kind of on the edge of that. And I th- yeah, and I think Middleton is maybe he's not in the top s- tier, but he's in a second. He's the second tier superstars, right? Yeah. I mean, he's he's a man. Like since he's yeah. been back, it's it's gotten a lot easier. He's a solidified number two player yeah. on a team. Like I don't think you send Chris Middleton to I don't know. I can't think of like a good example, but like maybe the Pacers or or some shit. Like, but if you send him to the Lakers, like he helps LeBron, LeBron significantly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. 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 And that is our trade deadline. Uh, That's how we handle it there on banging on the Trump. So from there, we're going to get into barking about the bucks. So the week recap. So we'll see if what I wrote is good enough. So the bucks are three and zero since our last show beating the Clippers one Oh six to one Oh five. The Heat, 123 to 115, and the Trailblazers, 127 to 108. The Bucks are on an eight-game winning streak and winning nine of their last ten. Um, so nine and one in their last ten. Just on uh, absolute heater, shit-pumping teams left and right. And the first game we're going to get into is the game where they did not shit pump a team so the bucks versus the clippers this one was in milwaukee uh the bucks won 106 to 105 like i said um for game information i have is uh middleton was still on that 20 minute leash in that game but just like a brief description of the game uh bucks start off this game like colder than they've started on most games um Probably like their worst start since we've really locked into the Bucks after after the Packers season. It's just kind of how we roll. They only scored 15 points in that first quarter. Um going to halftime down 49 to 56. So still not awful yet. Um, but then the third quarter also kind of come out flat. Um, did I put the score going into the fourth quarter? I, I didn't, but anyways, yeah, the third quarter wasn't, wasn't a great quarter for them, but the story of this game. So in the fourth quarter, the Clippers are up one Oh five to 99 with three minutes and 52 seconds left in the game did not score a point for three minutes and 52 seconds in an NBA game. So the Bucks go on, what would that be? A 7-0 run to win the game. 
with three minutes and 52 seconds left in the game. And it was just, it was the Clippers pissing down their leg and the Bucks being a good enough, like it's a team you can't piss down your leg and beat. Like the Bucks were kind of dead to rights in this one. I, I know it's three minutes and 52 seconds left in the game and it's not over when you're down six. But, you know, if if there's only going to be seven more points scored in that game, I don't think you assume you lose that game. And then no, plus, I mean, nope. And then plus once the Bucks had this game wrapped up, Giannis just throws the ball out of bounds. Like just an awful, like, get pressed, panic. I don't know if it was more, if it was a panic more so of like he just thought some guy was going to be there that wasn't there. But that happens. Give the Clippers another shot at the game with uh, Kawhi Leonard. Um, but, yeah, it, Giannis scores the last six of the points of the game to win the game. So I guess can't shit on, on him too much for that turnover. But, yeah, in this game, Giannis just a monster. So he has 54 points. 19 rebounds, uh, only two assists in this game. So he might not be on uh, track for the BJ just with just with only having those two assists in this game. Yeah, just terrible. <laughs> only 54 points, 19 rebounds, two assists. But but yeah, we'll move on to the next one. So the Bucks. Beat the Heat 123 to 115. So this was a pretty good game. Um, all the stars really showed up to play in this game. Uh, Heat stars included. Back and forth affair. Uh, once we get to the fourth quarter, I think the Bucks have the lead 94-92 uh, going into the fourth quarter. Get up seven points in that fourth quarter and then just kind of, I wouldn't say they coast, but it doesn't get too much closer than uh six, seven points on out in the game. So the Bucks turn it on in the fourth quarter, just don't really ever let uh, the Heat get within striking distance. Uh, uh, Holiday had a big steal late. Just all around good team effort from the Bucks in this game. Uh, I want to say, so Giannis scores 35, Middleton scores 24. So the big dogs really show up. Grayson Allen has 19 points in this game. But Giannis has just a monster triple-double in this game. 35 points, 11 assists, and 15 rebounds. And gets right on track, back on track for for getting that BJ. So great game. Uh, Middleton still on that 20-minute leash in this one. Um, and they wore the blue jerseys. Oh, you're watching the live show. We got a live visitor in this. Um, but yes, uh, great game for the Bucks in that one. And then we'll fly through the Blazers one. So then they they head out west to play the Blazers. I then just woke a living shit out of them. Giannis only gets 23 minutes in this game because they were handling them so well. Uh, Middleton gets 22 minutes, so he gets he gets a few more minutes in this game. And it was just like an all-around good team effort in this game. 
And it's funny when you can say Giannis only scored 24 points in this game, but Lopez scores 27. Um, and then the whole team down the line, so many double-digit scorers. Holiday has 20. Connington has 11. Middleton has 13. So just all-around good team effort and just a really good sign for the Bucs that, you know, a team like the Blazers just can't hang with them and they don't even have to use Giannis for more than – too much more than half the game. Yeah, a little more than half the game, 23 minutes. But that is barking about the Bucks, and we'll give out the best job, Mike, and think – think it might be going to the usual suspect, but Lopez did put up in a fight in that last game uh, for the BJ. Can I get a drum roll? And it goes to Giannis Antetokounmpo again. Two BJs back to back. Giannis is yeah. just getting... Getting all big, the DJs in Milwaukee. Big surprise. Yeah, he uh, averages 32 points a game. Weird, you know, like that he's getting the accolades, too, that come with it. All right, Pat, give that, that man, man a, BJ. a BJ. Yeah, no, it, it's just tough to, like, pick out somebody. So we might be having uh, Giannis automatically gets a BJ, and we just might have to be looking for, like, the second best one. But if I had yeah. to give it to the second the sloppy basket, second one, yeah, sl- sloppy seconds, <laughs> sloppy seconds goes out to uh, Middleton for sure because since he's been back, the Bucks have been, <laughs> been ticking. So, so Giannis gets the BJ, Middleton gets some sloppy seconds on that BJ. All right, we're going to be moving on here to uh, barking all the batters. We see that the Bucks are. <laughs> Yeah, the Bucks are dominating. <laughs> yep, yep. Good job, Pat. Way to bark. Um, the Bucks are dominating. The the Badgers are kind of doing the opposite of that. So uh, I guess they went two and one over the last the last week. So starting February second, they beat Ohio State 65-60. Um Isijin, uh ended up with 17 points in that game. Played well. It looks like Hepburn is not getting the ball out to people the way he should. Tyler Wall is not scoring the way that he should. Um, Asijan's pretty efficient, too. So he gets 17 points on 10 total field goal attempts, which is pretty dominant for, like, a Badgers-led team. And then they go into Northwestern. They lo- Or, no, they don't go into Northwestern. They lose to Northwestern in the Cole Center. Um, they just overall, I thought, shot very poorly. Um, just couldn't score. They went long stretches without scoring. I want to say, like, at the end of the first half, they scored, like, three points in six minutes, something like that, Like, and then did the same thing in the second half. They would just go super long stretches without scoring buckets. Um, and then last night they uh, played Penn State in the Cole Center, and they got a 79-74 win 
in overtime. So it looked like Connery Seijin had uh, won the game for them with about 15 seconds left. And Penn State, no, there's more time than that left because we took the last shot. But anyway, Penn State takes like a deep three. It goes in, kind of an unbelievable three, couldn't really believe it. And then uh, we wind the clock down for the last bucket and we take a take a three that we don't need. We didn't even drive towards the hoop. Got a couple shots. We got the offensive rebound on the first one. And I think we were able to get one more shot up, but no luck. Uh, Hepburn had 19 and then... Asijin had 18, um, but Asijin got his 18 on nine shots where um, Hepburn got his 19 on 16 shots. Uh, Against Penn State, we were 52% from the floor, 45% from three, and then only 63% from the line. Like the 63% from the line has to be, has to be much, much better. Right. And I guess for the week, uh, Asijin is going to be getting the best job. So, Pat, give that, that man, man a, B, a BJ. Oh, yeah. Um, Asijin looks looks legit. So, he, that's so I one think thing we got going for us this season. So, I think, and as far as the Badgers go, I'm I'm giving them a pretty substantial break for this season because you do lose Johnny Davis and. While Johnny Davis is probably like a relatively, I don't want to say a poor NBA player, but an NBA player who's not going to affect games very much, right? In the NBA, in college, he's a he's a game changer. He's a guy who can change an entire team because if you're not playing him exceptionally hard, he's going to light you up all day. And so missing him at the for the Badgers. I think is killing him. And I've like ripped on places like North Carolina and Kentucky and like these blue blood programs that have all these superstars come in and then leave after two years about not being able to make the tournament year in and year out. And like how they don't have like a 50 year run of making the tournament. But I think I get it right. When you have a guy that maybe unexpectedly goes to the pros that a that you're planning to build for three years with, I can see how you might miss the tournament, right? That your yeah. team chemistry goes away and things just kind of crumble underneath you. Yeah. And I'm sure the first time it happened for those teams, like where someone peels early, like Duke, UNC, Kentucky, like those guys have been doing it for so long that they know yeah. like they have to like recruit to sustain that. That doesn't happen to Wisconsin. Like Johnny Davis, I want to say is like our first guy that's ever been good enough after his freshman year to do that. I mean that. Well, so his was his sophomore year, right? That. Oh, I think his is his sophomore year. But like, I want to say Harris left after his junior year. But I think and that's so, the only guy so that's left Decker, earlier. Decker. Did. Decker did, did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is, I was having a bar conversation with a couple of guys. And I think honestly, this is where the, like, like the old man get off my yard, like this NIL shit is bad for the game type stuff is going to put them in a conundrum because I think the NIL is going to allow for guys 
like yeah. uh, Davis. Davis. I always want to say Jordan Taylor for. I always want to call him Jordan Davis because I, I yeah. like. I assume that's the better one, but it's not. Yeah, but I, I think it's going to allow for guys like that to stay because, say, if he could make a million dollars staying with the uh, Badgers this year, which I think he could have, but we were like late on the trigger. I would assume he would stay in Wisconsin. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe who's going to pay him that money to stay in Wisconsin? Because it's not the school. Yeah, it's boosters and stuff like that. Right. And it's somebody who thinks they can get money for him advertising something and to some extent. Yeah. But so Wisconsin's basketball program is pretty prestigious. Their football program is pretty prestigious. And honestly, out of the two, the basketball program has probably been better over the last 10, 15 years. Um, yep. Putting putting together Final Four teams. So you think there's going to be someone out there that's going to start paying these guys. Because with the transfers that Fickle's getting, I don't know. You think he's got to have some channel to Greg Gard is like. Because I, I don't think they're going to be competing for the money. Like, I think it's just going to be like, hey, this is how we're getting people to pay Mordecai to come in or whoever to come, Evers to come in, Evers to come in. Um, Yeah, so I think that some of it's money, right? But I don't think that the Badgers are probably going to be that that program that's given out like the $10 million like NIL deal to some quarterback. Yeah. I would guess that that's not the case. and I, I think that the difference between, like, say, the Badgers currently and, like, a UCLA is that they have – the Badgers have one of the best coaches in the country. And people understand and realize that, and they'd rather win than make shitloads of money. Most most guys, I think. But, yeah, I think – so I think this is throwing it back. This is this would be a question I asked Sam Decker if we ever got him on the show, is if the NIL was in play and he could make, I need to come up with the right sum of money, but basically the NBA minimum. Well, so to, the, the the contracts in the NBA are guaranteed for like a lottery pick, which is he was borderline yeah. lottery. I think he was just outside, right? Yeah, we looked that up one time on the show. Yeah, yeah. and like. So it could just be what um, lottery pick money is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if you get him to say, I think the or I think the the Badgers are getting damn near back to the Final Four three years in a row. Um, if you get him to stay, but like Frank has to be done at that point, right? That was his senior year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to, yeah, you want to have Frank the Tank back, but you would have, you would have uh, Koenig, Hayes, Decker, all with more experience than obviously the year before. Yeah. I mean, obviously Frank's a huge. He was the best player on the team that yeah. year. I he was the best player on the team, but I don't think he was the most talented. Like I think Decker was the most talented player on the team. I think physical abilities like speed and things like that. Decker has it in it. I don't know that he's like it. I don't know if he got the right opportunities in the pros. 
to do to like take advantage of that. Yeah, I, I but I think if there was a way he could work his way, he would have done it by now. I know he had a tryout with Toronto either this year or the year before. I think it was the year before where it looked like he might be back in the NBA, but. But yeah, Frank's still around. I know he just got traded to somebody. Um, oh, he was on that Suns championship team too, right? So not a main staple, but he was there. Yeah, I mean, championship losing team. They, they did not win the championship. They made it to the championship. That's what I meant by a championship. Okay. But made it just to got, a championship. Did not win just, it because they got beat. By the best team in the league. Hell yeah. And he just got traded to the Rockets. So he's still there. He's still in the NBA doing something. Kicking All around. Right. You going to do meowing about Marquette? Meow, 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 meow. Uh, yeah, so I just want to, like, touch on Marquette because we should be talking about them more because they are what we always hope the Badgers can be, and that's number 10 in the country. Uh, won 10 of their last 12. They did end up losing uh, Tuesday night, but before that, they had won like eight in a row, something like that. Nine in a row. Yeah. I think I, when I I've said 10 out, out of their last 12, it was their first one and their last one on that. Maybe it was like their, but they've been just rolling and look like a team that can make a little bit of a run in the tournament. So if the Badgers don't make it, let's get our rooting interest over there in Milwaukee and Fuck some shit up. Yeah, and we, we're pretty good where I think both of our hearts are definitely way more. Like, it hurts more when the Badgers uh, can make it somewhere and they lose. But I, we're both pretty good supporters of Marquette when, uh, when the Badgers are a little bit down. And it does look like this might be a year that we're going to have to pull – a little bit for uh, uh, Marquette in the tournament. So I'm trying to look at Marquette because I haven't even caught. I think I maybe have caught like a game. I remember uh, Kolick, Tyler Kolick, and then now Cam Jones. So got a good team. I'm going to start uh, recording their games. I-, I think I already do. Maybe I'll start watching the recordings of their games that I have. But- <laughs> Uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure both teams are playing on Saturday. One plays at noon, one plays at four. So you can catch both games in that day if you got nothing to do on a Saturday, which doesn't seem like the case for you or I or most of our listeners. But I'll probably catch right. one, of, one of those two. All right, now we are going to move on to meowing about Martin Truex Jr., the NASCAR season is starting up, so let's get fired up, boys. We definitely need to get a NASCAR expert on here, but meowing meowing about Martin Truex Jr. So, And basically, the only thing we have to say about Martin Truex Jr. and NASCAR in general is, what the fuck? Yeah, just some straight bullshit. So... He doesn't win it. He is like one of the leading scorers for the whole season last year. Doesn't make the chase for the cup because he doesn't get a win. I can understand that. Makes perfect sense to me. Comes out this year and wins in the first exhibition match, and he still isn't fucking registered for the goddamn cup. 
that drives me crazy. I don't understand this NASCAR shit at all. Yeah, we definitely need to get someone to come on and break down the scoring. I think we did figure it out because so say if you take last in every single race, but you besides three and the three you didn't take last in, you won. You're probably going to make the chase for the cup because wins precede. So like wins precede points. I want to say there were guys in there with one win. There were, but uh, Martin Truex didn't get a win. Like he was finishing yeah, yep. good. If so, I remember how it was at the end of the season. Is Martin Truex was in there all season long because he was racing well. He was driving straight, turning left, going fast, and just crushing that that aspect of the sport. He just wasn't catching any checkers. No checkers. He didn't catch a single checker that that year. And if he caught one checker, he would have probably been in fourth for the cup. Because I think there was. Yeah, he would have jumped like almost to the top. Yeah. And there was only one guy that made the chase that didn't have a win. I can't remember who it was, but he bounced Martin Truex late. So, yeah. so say, how, do we know how many racers make the cup? I know we did last year. I don't know if you remember. 16, I want to maybe 16. So 15 guys had wins that made yeah. the last spot for only the one, one person that had points and, and Martin didn't do it. And then sure shit. First exhibition race of the season, I think. Um, it could be the second. It was, I don't know. For sure it was. Okay. And he comes out and wins, and it doesn't count. It doesn't count for anything. Yeah. But, so that's that's it. NASCAR, fix your shit. Put Martin Truex Jr. in the <laughs> cup. That's what we want. Anyway, all right. So we're, we got a relatively new segment. Um, going to go through a few things here with uh, – Peeing on the fire hydrant, which is taking place of our hot in the streets. Um, yeah, we're doing all animal themes. Yep. Uh, so, first of all, Aaron Rodgers is going to do four days in like a light deprivation facility or something like that. And I, I don't completely understand it. He did kind of explain it. I don't know if there's like windows but you're in the middle of nowhere. And then when it gets dark, it's like dark, dark, like there's nothing. And so like during the day there would be sun. He, cause he did say four nights without light in complete darkness. So I'm not sure if like he would have light during the day or if he's in like a room where it makes it, it is always complete darkness. Anyway. Yeah. I would hope there's light during the day. Cause I'm pretty sure that's like a torture method. It is for, for sure. Like, not being able to know like what time of day it is and just yeah. being in the dark and but he's choosing this it's not someone who's forcing yeah. him to do this and it, he said he's going to try to release the dmt in his brain so he's like i think trying to hallucinate yeah i think he's trying to get to like the meditative state like where you come in contact with like the fifth dimension or some shit like that have you ever seen the movie Soul? It's really good. And you can watch so, it with your kids. Okay. So the thing that I don't get about this little move is like 
this isn't what I don't get. Like, I understand that he his life is nothing like mine. There's no chance that I could take four days and just sit in the darkness. I can, I can barely do that for four hours. Like, yeah. But not like even darkness, just in complete, like, by myself. I couldn't be by myself for more than, like, four or five hours at a time. Because you wouldn't want to be or you're just your kids. Like, my life doesn't work that way. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Can't remember the last time I had four hours just to myself. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't even have kids, and I don't feel like I get that in my waking day very often. Like my yeah, so gym, I, my gym is like that. But I'm at with, I guess, other people. But I'm not talking to them, so I'm kind of by myself. But whatever. That's. So I would have to like make an actual attempt to stay up pretty late in order to do that to not, yeah to, which would throw off the rest of your week yeah it's it's just not worth it yep right but if i was like rich as shit and like in your in your case do you like think you maybe, can do it no like i don't think i want to at, at this point in my life but i get what he's doing like i, th- I think there's something like super healthy and super freeing about it because like wh- when's the last time you went like a period of time with like out your cell phone or like yeah, more than more time. than a day um but I'll, I'll go on like some field exercises once in a blue moon like where you can't have your phone and stuff and you're just out living the way you would have used to live before there was phones. And there's something like super freeing about that. So I think if you even go back to like just having to survive, like what, what people have have done sometimes, like I'm sure there's something like that's very like satisfying about it and like healthy about it. Yeah, so I think so. I mean, I think I think it could go either way. Anytime you're putzing with chemicals in your brain, I think it could actually make you go crazy too. Like I think that some people break their brain from attempting to do too much with it. Yeah, and I think people are like susceptible to like if you do DMT or or whatever, like I I'm I, I'm not big on knowing like what's in what drug, but like I'm pretty sure ayahuasca is like a releasing DMT, which pretty sure they say like when you die, your brain releases a shit ton of DMT and they don't really understand like what that release of DMT is doing. Um, but then I've also known of people to do a drug like strooms or something that like messes with you uh and then it triggers like schizophrenia or something so like if you're susceptible to to like your brain doing that and that shit scares me enough to not even tempt me to like want to try to do that because i i think i'm a pretty laid back go with the flow person but like i know I also worry. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. there's enough yeah. worry in me to like not make 
not make it worth it to me. And I think the worry I have right now, if I did it, I'd be like, all right, the whole time I'd be thinking, I'm worried about this happening. And then it would happen. Yeah, I, I like I don't know. Like I don't one, I don't think that I could do it. I think like after about two hours of being in the dark, I'd be like, oh, that was four days. Like I'm done. And I wouldn't be even close. And uh I'd probably have fallen asleep six times. Again, I'm just I don't think I could do it. Um, I don't really chase like drugs too much. I, I do like booze, right? But I don't need it, I don't think. That's good. It might be it might be fun to try. Like I like trying things, like adding to my life in some ways. And I think like, there's a discipline aspect that you would like about it. But yeah. But yeah, to answer if I think I could do it, no, I don't really see the reason for me wanting to do it. But I would do something close to it as like a I don't know, like go on a retreat where you can't bring your phone. You try to like meditate and shit for like hours and hours a day. But I think that would even be tough for me. Like, yeah, complete darkness for four days. Four days isn't that long. I mean, it's kind of long. Like if it's complete darkness. No, yeah. Yeah. But it's not like that long. I mean, I've gone that long without eating. Really? Yeah, so I did. I did a six day at when I was in Leavenworth once. Ugh, no, I couldn't. Is he and eating was, and stuff while he's doing? Yeah, this? yeah. He said there's like a it's like an inmate slot. Like you get a food tray through a through a fucking slot or something. I don't I know. Exactly that's very satisfying. Then, like, that's the thing though. Like you re-trigger your brain to be excited about something as little as that. Like, oh, I can't wait for that slit to open. Yeah, then why we, isn't it open yet? It's been 15 hours <laughs> and it's been three minutes. Uh, yeah. Um, it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, let, we can move on. But I, I do think it's an interesting idea to do. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, so LeBron did break the score, all time scoring record Tuesday night. Yeah. Tuesday night, I believe. Um, and I was just wondering, like, I think I wrote this down on Monday. Do you think if he would have gotten injured that, he would have just like hung it up like the gods, the basketball gods were like, you're, you don't deserve this. Like, nah, nah, I don't think he's I, that guy either. I think he like, not that he doesn't believe in like a God or whatever, but that I think that he believes that he is the second coming of what basketball should be. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think he kind of is. Um, for, oh, I for sure think he is. Like, I'm, I'm 100% on board with that. Yeah. And, I mean, we had a spicy meatball in the past. I, it was recently about Tom Brady, and I bunched LeBron James in it. And if you haven't been able to, like, if you're, if you're just a hater on him and you haven't been able to appreciate how great he is and, like, how beautiful he plays the game, it's funny, like, he's – breaking this all-time scoring record where I would kind of consider him like a past first all-star like to do it in in a different way because he's always been the guy that's like trying to get his teammates involved in helping him win and then it's kind of like when it's like 
go time. And he's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Who to so go they've to actually, they've actually shit on him quite a bit for not being the guy who took the last shot. Yeah. yeah. At least maybe, maybe that was like 10 years ago, but for sure they used to like just rip him apart for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that's pretty cool. Um, we have covered our, my next two. What were your thoughts on the pro bowl? If you, so, can, yeah, I, I didn't watch too much. I seen a clip of like the best catch competition with the St. Brown brothers. And it was the corniest shit I'd ever seen. Um, I know Rogers and um, Josh Allen were out playing in like the pro-am. And I was much more interested in that. So I, I don't know. I, I think the Pro Bowl could go away. I think it needs to be like a golf tournament, bowling tournament, uh, poker tournament. I know you brought up like, I, I just don't, maybe like, see who can run the fastest, see who can throw the ball the furthest. Keep it simple, stupid, like, and just don't play football. Like, just so I like the idea of a flag football game. I hate the idea that you can put Tyreek on your defensive line. So I just saw a clip that he made a play defensively. Fuck that. You shouldn't be able to put him there. Right? No, I, I don't care at that point. Like, nope. if you're doing that, like, do whatever you want. like whatever is going to be fun for the players to keep them interested like I, I don't care play flight football don't play flight football I, I'm out on the Pro Bowl I didn't watch a second of it either I just saw yeah. it right on Twitter so um I do think that you should get guys together and do something interesting I don't know that it ha- means having to play football especially if that'll cause injuries yeah, no, I think obviously like when we're little kids, we're looking up to these guys. So I don't know how you would do it, but I would like to see like a bachelor party like golf tournament foursomes. Yeah. Like like we said is like, you know, have offensive linemen versus defensive linemen versus defensive back, like position groups. Right. Play each other in these tournaments. Um, All right, and I, I'll let you get into your hot in the streets now, or you're peeing on the fire. What kind yeah, of pee are you going to put on? Yeah, the we're hydrant? we're we're peeing on the fire hydrant. So, yeah, basically, most of what I got is coaches hired in the NFL. So Sean Payton goes to the Broncos. Whatever. I I'm not going to like break these down too much. I think that's a good hire. Frank Reich goes to Carolina. I don't fucking know. Um, probably a good hire, but we'll see, right? Yeah, yeah. But who who knows? D'Amico Ryan's. I thought that one was pretty cool for Houston. Um, does seem like they kind of brought Lovey Smith in just to like bridge a gap. Now it seems like they're bringing D'Amico Ryan's back to Houston to, you know, maybe sell some tickets and. He could be a good coach. I, I don't know shit about what D'Amico Ryan's has done as a coach since he's left the league. I know he's one of Houston's finest uh, players. Yeah, I mean, so he's the Niners defensive coach this year. He was the linebackers coach the year before that with Salah. So, so I think two years he's been the defensive coordinator for the Niners, right? So yeah. Salah's been in the Jets for two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, in 
as we wrote this, the Colts and Cardinals were still pending coaches. Yeah. News- as far as I know, that's still the case. Yeah. And then the last one I have is we'll turn it into a spicy meatball and a peeing on the fire hydrant, but pro football is all year round. Now I seen a tweet that basically there's maybe like two weeks of the year where there's not going to be professional football, whether it be NFL, USFL, XFL. And I think it's dumb. Like I, I need that break from the football season. I do love football. I'm excited for the Super Bowl, but I'm excited to have my weekends back and yeah, you know, not feel obligated to watch my favorite show that exists. But you posed the question, why haven't the USFL and XFL merged? And then I built off your idea to be like, yeah, no, that's a good idea. But why don't they run the same time as the NFL season and do it more like a minor league baseball? Yeah, so I think that would be fine. And like, that's really the way that you can probably like level out the Thursday night games. Like, you could run games for the USFL and the XFL on Wednesdays and Thursdays, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah. Four total like televised games for those teams, for those things Wednesday Thursday nights and then you're not eating into any of your high school games which are Friday nights or your college games which run typically run on Saturdays and then you put your whole schedule on Sunday and Monday which I think the NFL players would appreciate yeah yeah and then also too like a guy's like ripping it up is it you got to – so if you got the USFL, XFL, make them each have 16 teams. I don't know how many teams they have. I don't think they do have six you, quite 16 teams apiece. You could um, do it like the NBA D-League kind of where I don't think the NBA D-League has enough teams for each team, but you could have like a Wisconsin, I don't know, like cheese makers instead of herbs. Yeah. I think they're meat packers though. Yeah. So, you know, like you could do. Yeah, no, I, I mean, team name yeah. is somewhat irrelevant, but. I think it should but, be the Muskies, but that's not the point. Yeah. um, But yeah, just have a minor league football season going on at the same time. And that I think if a, if a guy is really shining, I don't know. And you could maybe even have them have the same concepts of the NFL team. So it's not like someone's coming in cold. Like we're the yeah. 49ers situation. Like if they made it to the Super Bowl and Brock Purdy, Josh Johnson, both couldn't play. They don't have to just like sign some guy off the street and be like, you need to learn our offense. And like they got yeah. the the Sacramento Minnows or uh diamond dealers coming coming to play yeah. with you but but i think i think that kind of wraps up the episode i think it was a little long um it is we're going to be pushing i mean so we're going to probably just be under two hours today okay but, but yeah that that was kind of like a warranted one with it's the super, super bowl. bowl deal with it 
Super Bowl and the trade deadline. Like that's the biggest facelift I think the NBA's ever got midseason. That might be a recency bias, but I could not believe how many big names got moved. And then all the other little moves around it. It seemed like there was more of those than normal as well. Yeah. Um It was a, it was a pretty cool little week, right? And I, th- I think that the NBA is going to have some fun with that. Yeah, right. So no. things change. I think the Bucks are going to get better, which is what makes me happy. Yes, and uh, we will see how those things go. As always, we love you. Thank you for listening. We have a YouTube channel now. Subscribe to that. I'll let Mike give his spiel because I, I stepped on him a little. No, that's all good. Um, Make sure you're downloading it everywhere. Don't secretly downloading on all your people's stuff. Like, follow, do whatever. Um, play it on silent if you really can't stand the sound of our voice. And for all you suckers that are doubting the Badgers, the Bucks, the Brewers, or the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat em. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Nom, nom, nom. Eat my shorts. <laughs>